Good afternoon, Casey Hendrickson here. Wow, the camera's actually in the right spot. Who knew? All right, a lot to get into today. Tons of stuff. I'm going to be flying kind of fast and furious on this, and then we'll focus on, well, the title of the stream. Uh, A lot of you probably saw the title of the stream. You're like, okay, that's really inappropriate. And you're right. It is really inappropriate, but completely relevant to what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to go over a bunch of stories, some of which you've heard on the radio show, some of which you haven't heard. Uh, This is by no means all I have from the past couple of weeks since I last talked about this. This is just kind of a fraction of it. And the reason I wanted to, you know, kind of just highlight that part is we did two shows. I did two shows a couple of weeks ago that you all felt were extremely important. One in particular. And that was two weeks ago, right? Maybe three And we have shared those all over the place with people. And some people choose to watch. Some people don't choose to watch. You know, it just, it is what it is. A lot of people just doing this thing. They're pretending that this doesn't exist. Those were all about how Hollywood is preying on the youth and then how teachers are preying on the youth. Certainly don't mean all teachers. Certainly don't mean everybody in Hollywood. You know, that goes without saying, but they always try to make that argument. So you have to give that disclaimer just so you don't have somebody using a straw man fallacy. So this is... Since then, in that short period of time, the two, maybe three weeks since we last did those shows, what I'm going to give you today is a fraction of what has developed since then. And maybe tomorrow or maybe the day after that, we'll go into more. I don't know. But these stories are happening so rapidly, so frequently, and they just, there isn't enough time to cover them. And I wanted you to be aware of that because I've told you before, the culture war is everything. The culture war is literally everything. And I know that a lot of people want to focus on fiscal policy, and I'm not saying that that's not important. You certainly need to pay attention to that. But the culture war is everything. If you lose the culture war, you lose everything else. You can win those other things, still lose the culture war, and guess what? Culture will come back and change those other things around again. You have to win the culture war first. If you don't win the culture war first, nothing else means anything. I talked about this on the radio show. Transgender pedophiles avoided prison after a judge said that it would be too difficult to cope with. Now, this is an individual that had 125,000 images and videos of child sex abuse. I couldn't go into the details on this case on the radio because the details of the case are so serious. It should probably go without saying with the title of the stream today, if you got little kids around, put some headphones in. This isn't, this isn't a family-friendly show today. A biological male British pedophile who identifies as transgender woman has avoided punishment after a judge overseeing the case ruled that sending him to prison would make it too difficult to cope with the anxiety surrounding his transgenderism. So what? Pedophile. 68 years old. 125,000 images. Thousand. 125,000 images and videos of child sex abuse stored on various electronic devices, some depicting children as young as three years old. Among the child pornography found in the home of transgender pedophile Peter Selby was 2,400 images and videos of children classified by UK authorities as Category A, meaning that they depicted penetrative sexual activity, bestiality, and or sexual sadism. This guy doesn't belong in prison. He, He... Belongs in a body bag. 
we use the word of the day that day for the uh, the live stream for the radio show. Float him. Send him to space and float him in space. This is not a human being who deserves life. Period. According to local media reports, Selby confessed his guilt to police immediately upon their search of his home, claiming that his addiction to adult pornography had morphed into pedophilia. That's not how that works. Though Peter Selby was convicted of crimes at trial and sentenced to 14 months of incarceration, which in and of itself, not enough time, he will avoid prison and jail altogether thanks to him identifying as a transgender woman. Despite the judge's admission that sentencing that Selby, Selby's conviction proved just how deviant his sexual desires are, he was let off of the hook because of his transgenderism with the judge expressing concerns over how he would cope with the anxiety of being, in, being trans in prison. So this person gets to go free. And the worst case scenario is they were only going to get 14 months. In England, there are people who have spent more time behind bars because they said something publicly that was considered politically unsavory or offensive. This guy harms children. Okay, so he doesn't actually do the harming. If he wasn't looking at it, people wouldn't be doing it. Children have to be victimized for people like him to be satisfied. Next, Taco Bell. This is an older story, but um, I didn't get a chance to get to it. It's, you know, what, 10 days old. Taco Bell is now hosting drag queen brunches, and they'll be using these events to promote major LGBT youth organization. Nice. As drag queen brunch, drag as drag brunch, excuse me, came to a close at a Mexican restaurant here last Sunday, the performers conga lined their way through the crowd of about 40 party people who were just this side of tipsy on brunch punch. But this was no standard drag brunch. It was a Taco Bell drag brunch, and that wasn't a microphone in the lead queen's hand. It was a grand toasted breakfast burrito, grande toast, whatever it is. That queen, a Mexican-American performer called K-Sidia, 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 was the MC at the Taco Bell Cantina down the block from Wrigley Field in Chicago, wearing a frilly skin-tight frock with the Taco Bell logo on the belly. Okay. What started nearly 12 years ago as an effort to provide hope and encouragement to young LGBTQ plus people has become a global movement to uplift and empower queer youth before they're in crisis, according to Brian Winkie, executive director of It Gets Better Project. We are beyond excited to partner with Taco Bell and the Taco Bell Foundation to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community through the drag brunch experience and to collaborate on programming designed to engage LGBTQ plus youth around their career aspirations and future potential. Nothing says, hey, let's focus on your career aspirations and future potential like doing a drag show. Now, again, drag is an art form that was created as a sexual art form. It is for adults. It's not for kids. California elementary school teacher allegedly molested four students inside of a classroom. The victims were reportedly between the ages of eight and nine years old. Substitute teacher worked at Southern California elementary school has been arrested, charged with allegedly molesting four female students in the classroom. 
The alleged victims, who are between the ages of 8 and 9, told investigators the teacher touched them inappropriately in separate incidents inside Adams Elementary School in Santa Ana, according to law enforcement. Kill him, too. Transgender activists are demanding cash reparations from white people. This is hysterical. Um, I don't know how often I have to keep saying this, but I think that this is important to, once again, just you know say, first of all, there's no such, there's no such thing as a justification for reparations. It doesn't exist doesn't exist. Black people don't deserve reparations. Nobody else deserves reparations. Um, but I, here's another thing. If you're gay or trans, your struggle has been nothing like what black Americans have experienced. So shut your face. Not even remotely close. They're not comparable. If you're trans, you don't even qualify for the stuff that the gay people qualify for, which isn't anything certainly compared to black people. But they love pretending, and we've talked about this for years on, on my show. They love pretending that somehow they are as big of victims as those who endured slavery. In spite of all of the, the data to the contrary. If you're white and your parents have a savings account, that is very much that is very much so connected to slavery and land theft. Like I said, I know that you know you're not dealing with the brightest people in the world. All you have to do is look at libs of TikTok's feed and look at the people who commented on this stuff. Um, they're not smart. I don't, I don't know if it's a fluoride deficiency or what. They're not intelligent people. Taxpayer-funded transgender organizations want society to decolonize the gender binary, force white people to pay reparations to gender non-conforming people. How did, how did white people... What, what are they responsible for here? Do you, do you know what demographic in the United States is least receptive to transgender ideology? Black Americans. Why don't you have them pay reparations? It's almost like this is just a giant societal wedge to destroy our country and its ideals. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's just white people are inherently bad. doesn't matter who they are, they're bad. Force white people to pay reparations to gender non-conforming people and affirm mustaches and big you-know-whats as authentic expression of womanhood. So mustaches and penises are authentic expressions of womanhood. Uh-huh. No, they're not. Last year, a group of Washington State gender identity nonprofits, all of which work with children, and receive public funding. They're totally not coming for your kids. I don't even know what part they're totally not coming for your kids this show is. Because we've done so many of them. But they're totally not coming for your kids. They all work with children. They all get taxpayer funding. They hosted a presentation series called Decolonizing Gender, claiming that the process of creating men and women actually is the process of genocide. There hasn't been a genocide, you idiots. One of the participants was Ganesha Gold Buffalo, a transgender sex worker who said that colon, uh, colonialism was the reason why he, he woke up to screams of his ancestors early in the morning and followed their voices into the woods where the spirits decolonized his mind. No, that was the dope you were on. Because I would bet anybody's salary... Ganesha Gold Buffalo is an addict. 
Gold Buffalo is a male-to-female trans sex worker, said that colonialism caused him to wake up at 4 in the morning to sounds of my ancestors screaming from outside my window. That happens when you drop acid, by the way. They followed the voices into the woods, and the nature spirits decolonized their mind. Something else happened, but it wasn't a decolonizing. Forgetting about basic biology to not offend transgenders is critical, according to Gold Buffalo. He said the society should affirm their identity as a woman with a penis, according to Rufo's tweets. I 100%, I 100% want to still be able to look in the mirror and see every part of myself as a woman. My mustache, all of my facial hair, my untrimmed brow, my fat butt, my belly, and my penis. Okay. You're not a woman. You can pretend to be one, but you're just cosplaying. Oklahoma middle school teacher, 28 years old, is charged with sending naked photos and video to a student who was 16 after telling him that she'd heard rumors that he liked her. Ivy Renault, 28 years old, faces felony charges. Okay. Charged with using technology to engage in communications for sexual uh, purient interest with a minor and a warrant is out for her arrest. She's been taken into custody. This is like a week old. A former middle Midwest middle school Midwest City middle school teacher uh, hasn't been taken into custody at the time of this. Uh, Oklahoma's age of consent is 16, but adults in a position of authority can still be charged with having sexual relationships with children age 18 and under. New court documents filed in Oklahoma County Court revealed that Renault met the teen who is a student in the district at a soccer practice. So she's a middle school student. The other student is 16 years old is in the district, but is not her student. Renault's assistant soccer coach at the time heard rumors that he liked her and wanted to watch her run. Renault allegedly then added the teen on Snapchat and sent him three or four nude photos in an inappropriate video, which the teen then showed to a few of his teammates, according to court records. Social media expert Patrick Allman told K4, KFOR, that social media users should assume any photos that they send might might as well be posted on a billboard for everybody to see, despite the notion that with Snapchat, the images theoretically disappear after a short time. Everybody knows that you can screenshot Snapchat, and there's plugins that will just download Snapchat, and they don't disappear. Everybody knows that. So what is interesting about all of this, this is her, this is not him, it's her, it's somebody else. Um, What's interesting to all of this is that, you know, she admitted to all of this, but apparently, like, the kid blackmailed her. So she sends the photos and the video to him, and he blackmails her, and she, like, ends up having to send him, like, 120 bucks or something like that. So, I mean, not only was she inappropriate, but then, of course, he, he blackmailed her afterwards, and there, there are a couple of winners. BBC has edited quotes from a rape victim because the victim used the wrong pronouns for the attacker. Hmm. All right. Take a look. This is Crowder. It is astonishing how many men who claim to be women, transgenders, the left likes to call them, turn out to be violent rapists of actual women. And while the left attempts to square the circle how a woman with a penis manages to rape an actual woman with a vagina, most of them probably wouldn't put the feelings of the rapist over the testimony of the rape victim, unless, of course, it's BBC. Then they have to take special care not to misgender the rapist. 
This is exactly what happened when the BBC revised the quotation included in a 2021 story about an allegedly transgender woman who forced himself on a lesbian woman. So according to the Daily Caller, they threatened to out me as a turf and risk my job if I refuse to sleep with them. Okay, this is a this is a new thing with the uh, transgender activists, by the way. That if you don't if you don't engage in a sexual relationship with a transgender person, you're a transphobe. So this woman happens to be a lesbian. So turf is a derogatory term for lesbians who do not accept transgender ideology. So this person, who's a biological male, identifying as a female, told this lesbian that you're going to sleep with me or I'm going to out you as a turf and ruin your life. It's basically blackmail. I was too young to argue and had been brainwashed by queer theory, so they were a woman, even if every fiber of my being was screaming throughout. So I agreed to go home with them. They used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing their penis, and they raped me. Yeah, if you're a lesbian and you see the penis, you're probably not going to be interested. But remember, this is a woman. So they say. Those theys and thems were originally male pronouns, but the woke bros at the news website wanted to make them female because of misgendering. As an English major, it already makes me want to vomit the way that the woke tards butcher the English language, but the fact that they did so while changing the testimony of a rape victim telling her story in order to spare the feelings of a violent rapist is enough to make anybody see red. The BBC did not respond to the Daily Caller for comment on that. Totally not. Totally not coming for you, kids. The Gender Variant Universe, a consortium of publicly subsidized nonprofits, wants to decolonize gender and normalize male genitalia as a form of authentic womanhood, which, of course, is obscenely stupid. This is an article by, by Christopher Rufo. Uh, I encourage you. This is kind of with that other story here that we talked about earlier. Um, but this is, this is an article that you need to read, Okay. You have to read this. This is in City Journal. Um, I'm sure that Rufo linked to all of it here. I'll highlight his name here. It's kind of hard to see. I'm sure that he um, he linked to it on his social media. Transgender activism has been making inroads into America's public institutions. The Biden administration has recently promoted neo-pronouns and gender reassignment surgeries for minors. Government agencies have celebrated the expansion of identity categories such as pansexual and non-binary, and public schools across the country have adopted curricula teaching students about trans transitioning from one gender to another. Trans activists often present their ideological program through a series of euphemisms and, uh, was it tatalogs? I don't know what that word is. Such as gender diversity, LGBTQ inclusion, love is love, protect trans kids, and comprehensive sexual education. But those slogans obscure more than they reveal the deeper nature of trans ideology is much more radical and the public should have a clear eyed understanding of what trans activists believe beyond the protective layer of the obfuscatory, I can never say this word, obfuscatory language. Mouth never gets that word out. The best way to do this is to listen to activists in their own words. Last year, a consortium of trans organizations in Washington State hosted a presentation series titled Decolonizing Gender. It offers an honest, unfiltered look into the world of trans activism and ideology. The event was hosted by the most prominent gender identity nonprofits in the region. 
Traction, Lavender Rights Project, Black Trans Task Force, Gender Justice League, and Utopia, Washington, of all of which run programs for minors because they're totally not coming for your kids and receive taxpayer support. The panelists represented a wide range of idiosyncratic identities expressed in a mixture of new age and intersectional language. The more obscure and oppressed, the greater the status within the community. This is why they continue to find new ways to create these new categories of oppressed people. It's all manufactured. It's all fake. You've heard me say before that one of the things that is happening here, because most kids will grow out of any phase of confusion that they have just by naturally developing and going through the normal hormonal process that they will go through through puberty. There are some studies that have it, you know, upwards of 95 to 97% will grow out of it who have this type of confusion. I think the lowest number is like 88%. But when you start doing the hormone therapy and you start doing surgeries on children, that number drops to 0%. They now can't grow out of it. It's impossible. They're stuck. So what do you do? You artificially grow your population by attacking children. You target children because you're seeking to be more influential. You're seeking to grow your community and have more power in in our society. And you do it by attacking the kids. That's what they're doing. I've used this analogy before, but this is very much like the deaf cult. Okay, You have people who are deaf who resist the cochlear ear implant because they see it as a threat to their society. Their culture is being destroyed because you're being able to hear now. And there are people who are deaf, who have deaf children, who get the cochlear implant for their kids, who are then ostracized by the deaf community because they are now rejecting the deaf community and they're killing off their entire culture and society. That's what's happening here. This is the trans war and everything else. There, Here's the truth. There aren't that many trans people. That's the reality. There just aren't. I will give you that data here in a minute. There aren't that many of them. So what they have to do is they have to artificially manufacture more of them in order to grow their influence. What the gay community doesn't realize is that the trans community is actually at war with the gay community. They've attacked lesbians first, but they're at war with the entire gay community. They're trying to take over the entire gay community. They're trying to take over all of the rest of the LGBTQ+. That's what the trans community is doing right now. They're not allies. They're at war. They just don't realize it yet. The main presenter, trans activist Malcolm Shanks, said that he was a, de- uh, he was a descendant of black slaves in Taino, tri- Taino tribesmen and used to identify as gender fluid, but has been identifying more recently as a little bit more uh, gaseous or plasma-like, unquote. <sighs> Randy Ford, a fundraiser for the Lavender Rights Project and a black male to female trans femme, said that she uses she, her, and goddess as pronouns. You all make fun of me using overlord as my pronoun, but if they can use goddess, I can use overlord. Makaira Gaines, a program coordinator for the Gender Justice League, said that she uses no pronouns and identifies as non-binary and kind of like a black hole. Ganesha Gold Buffalo, male to female trans prostitute and activist, uh, said that she identifies as Choctaw, Cherokee, and black 
and with the sacred lands. So you can identify as anything, folks. Your pronouns can be whatever the heck you want. So, again, remember to use Overlord when you address me. So to begin the event, Shanks led to led to the uh, the group in a land acknowledgement, denouncing white colonizers for seizing indigenous territory. Of course, that's not what happened, but I digress. And introduced the main theme of the conversation for the long lecture on decolonizing gender. The crux of Shanks' argument was that white European colonizers committed genocide against indigenous people and replaced the natives' peaceful, non-binary gender system with an oppressive colony gender binary. All right, now you're an extra special idiot. First of all, it's historically inaccurate. Um, there really wasn't a genocide. And if you look at it right now, I'm not saying that it wasn't violent and brutal and that a lot of people weren't killed um, unjustifiably. Some were killed justifiably, some were killed unjustifiably. But we're not talking about a, a full attempt at genocide here. There are far more Native Americans alive today than there were back then. It's not even remotely close. There's like over 5, five million alive now. There was like 230,000 alive back then, something like that. Don't quote me on the exact number, but we're, I'm ballpark. I'm really close. And if you think that Native Americans did not know what a man or a woman was and that they swapped back and forth on all of that stuff, you're an imbecile. You are an absolute 100% moron. The idea that Native Americans did not understand the difference between men and women and that that is a wholly white European introduction to North America, you are an extra special kind of absolute idiot. But this is the type of crap they're teaching. Now, I want to remind everybody, as we go up top again, they all have programs where they are involved with kids. So the people who put on this event and are telling you that Native Americans did not acknowledge male and female, that that is a, a unique introduction to North, North Central and South America by white Europeans, that gender was an invention of Europe and is really just a white supremacist thing that didn't exist here. They're teaching that to kids. It's nonsense. It's obscene. It's one of the most ridiculous, manufactured, fake history things that the left has come up with. And they've come up with a lot of fake history that's lunatic. But this is probably one of the worst that I have ever seen. But they all have taxpayer-funded projects where they work with children, every single one of them. So this stuff is going to make its way into the classroom. And this is why you still have people running around thinking that we should give land back to Native Americans and that we stole land from Mexico because they don't know the actual history of it. I don't need to go through the rest of it. I just wanted to get to that point so you understood how insane and lunatic these individuals actually were. Next. Lowell, Massachusetts middle school teacher accused of sending partially nude images to teenagers. Good stuff. Fairfax County middle school teacher arrested on child porn charges. Middle school teacher in Fairfax County, Virginia. Again, Fairfax County, Virginia, a lot of problems there lately, has been arrested in child pornography charges and is now facing two felonies. 28-year-old Christine, uh, was it, Knisner, 
which is a science teacher at Irvine Middle School. Irving Middle School was arrested after police investigated a tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, marking the latest sex abuse scandal to plague the school systems of deep blue northern Virginia. So they were arrested in late May by detectives with Fairfax County Police Department's Major Crimes Bureau and Cyber and Child Exploitation Squad after she was found in possession of child sex abuse material. The investigation into her began after police received an electronic tip uh, from, the again, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Investigators traced the IP address back to her Springfield apartment and served, her, served a search warrant, finding her to be the dwelling's only occupant and arresting her on the spot. Just hours later, she was released on an unsecured $2,000 bond. Cool. So she's a pedophile, and she gets arrested. They release her on $2,000, and once again, we've got another prosecutor funded by George Soros, and that is uh, Steve Descano. And <laughs> uh, the history on this guy is very interesting. We've talked about it before on the show. But while details regarding the contents of the Snapchat account are scarce, officials say that none of the children being sexually abused were Irving Middle School students. According to Fairfax County Public Schools, uh, this woman is currently on leave as her child pornography case unfolds. Oh, she's just on leave. That's, that's good to know. That's great stuff. So once again, another person, she's a pedophile, so far not facing any serious charges. I talked about this on the radio show as well. Uh, Pride events are banning police from marching in parades or attending rallies, which is hysterical because they keep saying that they're the target of more hate crimes than anybody else, and they need the police to protect them like they protect other people, but of course they don't want the police around because the police are you know, super offensive and, and racist and everything else. Online Magazine, we talked about this on the radio show as well. Online magazine tells dads to absolutely bring kids to pride parades with nudity and kink. Fatherly, uh, which you should never read. Pride parades and the pride festivals that follow are noisy and crowded. They're filled with sites that may be new to kids like public nudity and kink. So is it appropriate to take your young kids to pride Yes, you should take your kids to pride to a pride parade, but have these conversations first. Yeah, and I've told the story before. Um, you know, a few years ago, it was a year or two before uh, COVID. Uh, my family, my, my mom was visiting. We went to Chicago, wanted to spend the day in Chicago, go to the museum, do all that stuff, and we didn't realize that it was Pride. Uh, so we were there at the start of Pride, and we had to cover my daughter's face several times because there's a bunch of people walking around dressed like idiots. It's a giant sexual cosplay convention is what it is, but it's out in the street. You know, this is, it's not appropriate for children. It shouldn't be public. I don't have a problem if you want to rent out a large space and, and do that sort of thing, uh, but it shouldn't be out in public. This is not okay. Okay? This picture right here that I'm showing you is not okay. And I know that some of you who are listening to the audio show right now, you're like, what's going on? There's a little girl here. She looks like she's eight, maybe nine. And there are three men who are dressed up like dogs and are basically naked. And they're being walked by another man who's not wearing very many clothes as if they're pets. And she's going up to them and petting them like they're, they're dogs. This is a little girl. Holding a rainbow flag. You know, in 20 or 30 years' time, you're going to see Dateline NBC specials and things like that that are going to be at late night about how parents 
abuse their children. And there's going to be a lot of these components. And they basically forced me into this lifestyle. They did this and they did that. You know, kind of like we have with cults now. It's going to be that, but it's going to be all about pride. This stuff is not okay. It's not okay for children. Now, the photo that I'm showing right now, this comes from the Texas drag show that has been all over the news, which we've, we've talked about and everybody else has talked about. This is from the Texas drag show that was at a gay bar that had children in it. And it was called, dra- uh, was, it, was it Drag Your Kids to Pride was the event. Now, this is a child It looks like they're five, maybe six years old. They're stuffing money into the underwear of a lingerie-wearing male who is dressed in drag. She's tipping the stripper. That's what this is. And you've got people who just, oh, yeah, look, you got, I know that you on the audio podcast you can't see this. Go watch the video on Rumble. You got this douchebag here. Oh, yeah, he's grinning. That's great. You got this douchebag, his, his wife douchebag, I guess. Look at that big old smile she's got. Then you got this douchebag here, this other lady here, taking a video of it. Oh, it's so amazing. This is great. She's tipping a stripper. Our five-year-old is tipping a stripper. How adorable. Every decent human being knows that what they're seeing right here is wrong. Every single one of them. And if this were a real female stripper, and this were a real child tipping a real female stripper our society would be outraged but somehow it's supposed to be accepted and cute and adorable because this is just a guy pretending to be a girl this same event i don't know if this uh yeah i don't have this is my show prep so i don't have i don't have this but to the back here so for those of you who are watching the video if you go this way and you go around on that back wall there's a giant neon sign at this event that is designed for children in dallas texas for pride of these drag queens stripping in front of kids and having kids tip them money there's a giant neon sign that says it's not gonna lick itself gee i wonder what they're referring to for this kids event It's not going to lick itself. Huh. Wonder what they're they're referring to for the kids, but they're totally not coming for your children. Back in April, the Biden Department of Education hosted a webinar on supporting transgender students as young as kindergarten. There's no such thing as a transgender kindergartner. They don't know anything about who they are at that point in time. It's not true. Taxpayer-funded from the Biden administration. It's not real. They're coming for your kids. Woman has been interrogated by police for saying that males can't be lesbian. She's facing jail time, actually. This is where we're getting into that speech stuff, right? And they can't actually charge you with any crime. So what they do now is they get social media. In our country, they can't charge you with crimes. In other countries, they can't. So what they do is they're trying to get social media to report. So New York has this new law that requires social media to report any hate language to the authorities. So if you go on there and like, I flipping hate uh, Philadelphia fans or something like that, 
you know, next thing you know, boom, it gets reported as hate. You get a uh, visit from the police. Next thing you know, red flag laws go in, and all of a sudden, you don't have any guns. Your constitutional rights are taken away from you because you had a rant on online. They are doing everything they can to ban free speech, but they can't actually make it a law. So they're just starting to take rights away for things that you say, absent a court. And you've got people like Dan Crenshaw going along with it. Right now, a woman is being investigated for hate speech in Norway. Her crime saying that a man is a man. A man cannot be a lesbian, nor can he be a mother. This used to be a joke when I was a kid. The joke when I was a kid was that I'm a lesbian because I like girls. That was a joke. It is now a real thing. It was all considered a joke. People are potentially going to jail because of this. This is an article in Breitbart. Now, this is about the UK. I'm going to give you the American numbers here soon. I've been talking about this for years on the show. I've asked several producers in the past to to give me answers to these questions. Media is leading the public to believe the country is far more black and gay than reality, according to a new report. Britain's diverse media has given the public the impression that their country is far more black and gay than it actually is. Britain's overly diverse media appears like it may have skewed the public's, the general public's understanding of reality itself. With a YouGov poll finding that normal people considerably underestimate how white and straight the United Kingdom tends to be in real life. With previous reports concluding that the UK's television industry vastly overrepresents homosexuals and those from so-called BAME, black, Asian, and minority ethnic backgrounds, they, do, they overrepresent in the US too. The new poll has found that the general public also vastly overestimates the prevalence of transgender people, Muslims, and Jews in Britain while underestimating the overall prevalence of Europe ethnicities. According to the results of the YouGov poll, as published by the Daily Mail, those quizzed by the polling group reportedly believe that black individuals represented around 20% of the British population despite those from African ethnic backgrounds making up just 3% of the UK. So if you were to go ask the British how many black people are in the country, they would go like 20%. It's really 3%. They're overestimating by 17%. Why? Because of the media representation. It is the same thing in the United States. Respondents also vastly overestimated the number of gay and self-described transgender people in their society estimating that around 15% of the population is gay and around 5% transgender, despite making up only 1.8% and 03 to 0.7% of the population, respectively. So they think 15% of the population is gay, but it's really 1.8%. They think 5% is transgender when it's really 03 to 0.7%. Now, this is in the U.K., This trend was the same for the UK's population on Muslims, which the public perceived as being 15% of the population despite being closer to 5. Jews, 10% versus half a percent in reality. And vegan and vegetarians, which are perceived to make up one-fifth, 20% of the British population, but in reality only make up about 4% of those in the country. That's because vegans won't shut up about themselves. And everybody on TV is like, you should go vegan. You should go vegan. Nobody, nobody's going vegan. Vegan is not a healthy lifestyle. 
This distorted impression created by much of the broadcast and online media is so out of tune with the facts as to befuddle people about the true character of Britain, said Conservative Party MP John Hayes in response to the survey's findings before concluding that media preoccupations with minorities are skewing the facts. Yeah. That's happening everywhere. It's happening in the United States, too, because not just in the U.S., but also in in the U.K., there is an attack on their culture that is happening. By contrast to the above results, those responding to the survey seem to believe that only around 65% of their nation's population was white, despite the fact that European ethnicities make up around 87% of the country, the vast majority of which are heterosexual. A study published in 2020 found that BAME on-screen representation in British TV stood at just under 25%, despite the group only representing a total of around 14% of the country's population at the time, with gay and lesbian representation enjoying similar over-representation on screen. Homosexuals were also found to be vastly over-represented in off-screen production efforts, Within the five major UK broadcasters covered the study. Hmm. So what's it like in the United States? And I, I've talked about this for many, many years. And the reason that I do this is I just want people to understand that, look, you're being told that this is you know the norm, but it's not. So here we go. 2019, June of 2019, Americans still greatly overestimate U.S. gay population. Okay. U.S. adults estimate that nearly one in four Americans, 23.6%, are gay or lesbian. Gallup has previously found that Americans have greatly overestimated U.S. gay population, recording similar average estimates of 24.6% in 2011 and 23.2% in 2015. In each of the three polls in which Gallup was asked this question, a majority of Americans estimated this population to be 20% or more of the U.S. population. So in May of 2011, Americans thought it was 24.6% of the population. In May of 2015, just four years later, Americans thought it was 23.2%. And in May of 2019, they thought it was 23.6%. And honestly, it has really ramped up since then. So who knows what the, uh, the results are now. Americans estimate the proportion of gay people in the U.S. is more than five times Gallup's more encompassing 2017 estimate that 4.5% of Americans are LGBT. Based on respondent self-identification as being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. In 2002, Gallup asked Americans to estimate the proportion of men and women who are gay or lesbian, respectively. The results were nearly identical with an average estimate that 21% of men and 22% of women were gay. The reality is it's about 4.5% total. And there are several places they get really close to that number in their own surveys, Okay. They also talk about um, they also talk about television representation and that sort of stuff. I'm not going to go into all of it. So, <clears throat> women, by the way, this is this is where things get interesting. Um, let's see, overestimations of the nation's gay population may be in part due to the group's outsized visibility. An annual report by GLAAD, an LGBT advocacy group, excuse me, found that representation of LGBT people as television series regulars. In broadcast primetime scripted programming reached an all-time high of 8.8% in 
in 2018 to 2019 television season, which is nearly twice Gallup's estimate of the actual population. But Americans have overestimated the sizes of other minority groups in the past as well, including U.S. blacks and Hispanics. U.S. women estimate that about 3 in 10 Americans, about 29.7%, are gay or lesbian, the highest of any key subgroup and much higher than the men's perceptions at 17.4%, which are still way high. Meanwhile, average estimates of the U.S. gay population vary by age. Adults aged at 18 to 29 offer the highest estimate at 28.5%, adults aged 65 and over the lowest at 175 among political partisans, Democrats and independent estimates that uh, about a quarter of Americans are gay or lesbian, while the average approximation among Republicans is a bit lower at 18.3%. Even the groups offering the lowest average estimates of gays and lesbians in the U.S. exceed Gallup's figure on the LGBT identification by about four times. So really... We're about four, four and a half percent of the population is LGBT. Okay. So, how many adults identify as transgender? 0.7%, 18 to 24. 0.5% of adults age 65 and older identify as transgender. And it, it has been this way for years, folks. For, for years. This is the UCLA Williams Institute School of Law. They have researched this. They go through some of the states here. For those of you watching the video, you can see this. Um, but even if you look at Hawaii, California, Georgia, New Mexico, identifying as transgender, 0.8%. Roughly 1.4 million adults identify as transgender, according to UCLA. 1.4 million adults in the U.S. identify as transgender in a nation of over 330 million people. Okay. Very, 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 very small proportion of our populations. It's not, I'm going to say, sorry, I'm going to save this for later. Um, it is not a lot of people. It's just not. So they're desperately trying to grow their influence and their movement. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick time out, pay some bills with Silver Fox Art, let you kind of digest some of that. And then I've got another story to tell you, and then we're going to get into um, the title of the live stream today, silverfoxart.com. We're back. Silverfoxart.com is a great business to do work with. And again, the logo that you see behind me was made by them. That is made out of wood. Um, it's like half-inch wood. And it is three-dimensional. There's three layers. So the skull is the top layer. Then you have the microphones below that. And then my name is behind everything. And so it's it's a it's a big piece. It's a big, heavy piece. It's an amazing piece. It's got backlighting on there. I have RGB lights installed in the back of mine so I can change the color of it. They're not on right now because it clashes with the way that these lights work. It just doesn't really show up all that well. But for those of you who watched me do my radio show from my basement, you saw the lights quite frequently. I just... They don't really show up in the setup that we have here, which is just kind of cobbled together by the company that I work for. So um, if, you, if you're interested in family photos, if you're interested in any kind of graphics or any picture you want, or if you have a business and you want to have a logo sign or something like that, he's done some VFW posts. He's done military insignias and things of that nature. Tons of great stuff. You saw some samples of that in that commercial that you just watched for those of you watching the video. 
And I recommend you go to silverfoxart.com. You can also follow them on Instagram to take a look at their latest projects. Instagram at silver.fox.art. Okay, before we get into the main subject of the live stream today, because I know that the title, the title might be considered controversial of this live stream. Uh, for those of you who don't know the title of the live stream, if you're just you know listening to this on autoplay, it's it's called a drag, a drag queen named Jizz, and we'll we'll get into why that's very relevant with what we've been talking about. But I wanted to take just a little bit of a palate cleanser, ha, palate cleanser, because we're talking about um, how they're going to make kids eat bugs in a giant experiment. Schools will make kids eat bugs in a climate change brainwashing experiment. Isn't that nice? So we kind of talked about this. There was a, this is a video that uh, John uh, Paul Joseph Watson made. So I, I encourage you to go ahead and check it out. But this is a a Davos type thing where they're out there with Davos and the World Health Organization is telling everybody they need to eat bugs, reduce uh, you know carbon emissions. If you eat bugs, you can reduce the carbon emissions. Yada yada yada. Um, and of course, when they have their lunches, they don't eat bugs. They eat the rarest proteins that are available on the planet that you can't afford. But they want you to eat bugs. They want to have all of the good stuff. They want you to eat bugs under the guise of saving the planet. Kind of like you've got uh, members of the Democratic Party in the United States right now. They want a 1,000% tax on all rifles, right? Because they only want rich people to be armed. They don't want poor people to be armed. This is all under the guise of gun safety. But really, it's about just making sure that only the rich can afford ammo and only the rich can afford firearms, and you're not allowed to afford them, which is why I recommend you buy a 3D printer. So schools are going to be making kids eat uh, eat bugs for part of the school lunch programs and things like that. I really encourage you to watch this video. Uh, it's a good one. It'll go into some of the details of the program and that sort of thing. But this is happening in, in Europe, but it's also going to be coming to the United States as well. It'll take some time to, for it to hit U.S., but it's there. A North Carolina pre-K teacher has resigned after LGBT pregnant man flashcards were found in the classroom. So a North Carolina preschool teacher resigned after a resident reported that children use flashcards depicting a pregnant man to learn about colors, according to a report from ABC 11 News. An unnamed preschool teacher at Wake County Public School Systems, the Ballantine Elementary School, reportedly used flashcards that depicted a pregnant man and the progressive pride flag. The educator resigned after the school's principal unearthed the flashcards. Those are the flashcards right now. Uh, if you're not watching right now, it's it's got a a uh, what looks to be these are cartoons. It looks to be a man who's got a pregnant baby bump and then a woman behind them. It is what it is, and then it's got one of those um, those weird woke vomit flags over there. It's you know all sorts of different colors and stuff like that because they keep changing their flag. Uh, Wake County Public Schools told ABC 11 that the flashcards are not tied to the district's curriculum and dubbed the material inappropriate. The district is concerned to learn that of the inappropriate instructional resource found in a preschool classroom. Well, this is what happens. When you let people who are activists into the classroom, they're coming for your kids. So this, you know, pre-K teacher design uh, decided that they were going to go in there and they were going to brainwash children. And we've seen libs of TikTok expose these psychopaths many, many times in the past. So they're going to go in there. They're going to use these woke flashcards, which are propaganda, to go ahead and teach kids, air quote, teach kids about color. But really, the lesson isn't teaching kids about colors. The lesson is teaching kids about woke ideology. That's what it was about. 
They're totally not coming for your kids, though. Not at all. Are you ready? This is the title. This is the main title of the live stream. And I'm running out of time, so i got to make this quick. A San Francisco middle school brought a drag queen to perform for students. I'll turn this up. If you're not watching the video and see, this is the drag queen. Oh, yeah, taking hair off. Oh, yeah, kids love it. Teachers love it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. So amazing. Just awesome stuff, right? Okay, now here's, here's the thing. All right, I'll refresh this. That's lives of TikTok on Truth Social. So, this drag queen's name is. Ah, hold on a second. Get over here. <clears throat> this is this is the second video. This is the second video of the drag queen. I'm not going to play it because it doesn't really do any good for for most of you anyway. It's not very entertaining. This is the drag queen at the at the San Francisco Middle School. The drag queen's named is Nicole Jizz or Nikki Jizz for short. If you don't know what Jizz is, ask the 12-year-old next to you. Nikki Jizz was a drag queen that was hired by faculty at a public school and brought onto public school grounds at a middle school to perform for children. Somebody named Jizz. Again, if you think this is appropriate, you should probably be floated in space. So let's take a look at some of the... You can go to a website called dragqueenmerch.com and you can get merchandise for famous drag queens because there aren't that many of them. You can get uh, merchandise for them. Let's take a look at Nikki Jizz's merchandise, shall we? Oh, look at that. Wouldn't you know it, Nikki Jizz has a shirt that looks like, oh, we'll just call it male excretions. How, how, how very appropriate. I'm so glad. So very glad that they uh, they went ahead and, and brought this person to a middle school in San Francisco. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a giant uh, it's a giant. Uh, well, it's a jizz shirt, is what it is. It's a shirt of jizz. Good to know. Good. To know. What are some of the other products? Oh, masks. You got some jizz masks too. Oh yeah. So appropriate for children, don't you think? Let's take a look at this other shirt here. Oh, man. You've got a different type of jizz font with the cartoon depiction of said drag queen doing the splits wearing a a onesie and thigh highs. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we want in our public schools, right? Ladies and gentlemen, in that uh, let's take a look at the Gollum version of jizz. Uh that see that that jizz is, um, you know, designed to be more golem-like, and and so the top font jizz is green. But then you look at the bottom here, and y- you've got you've got another jizz. So Nikki up top is green jizz, and then on the bottom you've got 
regular-looking jizz that is dripping from the crotchal area of the drag queen depiction. They are literally dripping jizz into the form of their own name. This is who was brought to middle school students in San Francisco. So we had an individual here who is who makes pornography on OnlyFans who went into the Boys and Girls Club. They were brought into the Boys and Girls Club. Now, they, they're popular on TikTok for making normal TikTok content, but they link to their OnlyFans pornography on their TikTok. So they make content for children on TikTok. Then they go visit children in real life promoting their TikTok. But when you go to the TikTok, you get the TikTok content. When you click on the profile, you get a link to their pornography that you can go and watch. And this is supposed to be seen as okay. They're totally not coming for your kids. You got the radio show starting at 3 o'clock. If you're new here, please hit subscribe. The radio show starts at 3 p.m. I got to go downstairs and set up for the radio show today. I hope that you will come back here on Rumble and watch us on Rumble. For those of you who do, watch on Rumble. And again, hit that subscribe button. really means a lot. Share this with everybody. Share this with everybody with the proper warnings like, hey, you're going to run into some stuff that is not appropriate for kids or workplaces here. But please, when you get a chance, watch this. This is a fraction of the stuff that has happened in the past two to three weeks since the last time I did one of these. I have a ton more. The idea that you could think that a five-year-old tipping a stripper at a gay bar with a neon sign on the wall right behind that kid that says it's not going to lick itself is somehow appropriate. If you think that an eight-year-old petting some people dressed up as if they were animals and not wearing any clothes on the street is okay. If you think hiring a drag queen named Nikki Jizz whose entire product line of clothing involves male excretions. If you think it's appropriate to hire them for middle school students, do us all a favor. Chew down a whole bottle of pills or blow your head off. We'll see you this afternoon.